This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This is Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. It's safe to say that physical fitness and mental health go hand in hand. And in turn, that affects our overall performance in the workplace and in life. What can we learn from the world of fitness that we can also apply to the world of work? I have Riyad Hashem, founder of Peak Human Performance, the strength and performance clinic, on the line with me today to discuss that and more. Thank you very much, Riyad, for joining me on the show today. Uh, before we get started, can you just give a brief intro of who you are and what you do? I am a strength and performance uh, coach uh, since now uh, about 12 years. I have been working for a totally different industry before. So basically, I'm living my dream uh, as a, a coach, as an entrepreneur who, let's say, created a new new business with a new model, unique model, I believe. Uh, I have been working for the nuclear industry as a nuclear engineer for more than 15 years, uh, but I have been always passionate about health, performance, resistance training, coaching athletes, and so on and so forth. So I would say I, I was uh, very lucky to crossroads with one of the best or the best strength coach worldwide, uh, Mr. Charles Poliquin, who produced uh, world records, uh, medalists, Olympic medalists in 28 different sports. So uh, again, I see myself as very fortunate and very grateful to have uh, crossroads uh, uh, with him. I remember in 2014, my first seminar, um, I... Uh, realized basically he he allowed me to uh, discover my own potential and from that day I started working on shifting uh, professions from the nuclear industry to uh, basically coaching and open up my uh, my own facility so I ended up in Malaysia after being expatriating, uh, studied in Germany, then started uh, expatriating in uh, nuclear uh, construction sites in uh, Finland, in UK, in China, uh, and then decided to uh, settle down in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur. Since 2019, I opened up Peak Human Performance, and we are still working on the model, adjusting the model in order to be perfect in terms of uh, serving our clients to achieve their uh, best versions uh, of them uh, of themselves. Now, so that's a little bit about our history and the way to uh, what is going on now with the Become a Performance today. Brilliant, brilliant. Now, of course, with uh, the Strength and Performance Clinic, you do a lot of uh, physical uh, services. So you've got rehabilitation, infrared therapy, and some clinical services as well. But the thing that I want to talk to you about today is specifically the executive coaching, which seems like a very uh, off-kilter thing, I think, uh, yeah. at first glance, right? So tell me a little bit about that service and that perspective on why you decided to add, you know, executive coaching into into your services and what your approach is here, how it's similar to the commonality, I suppose, between coaching uh, athletes and, and uh, executives. Yeah. Um, look, when I came to uh, Kuala Lumpur first time uh, and did all the seminars with Charles Poliquin and applied the knowledge and so on, the business plan was actually... Uh, uh, 
my work would be more dedicated to what I call health transformations that we look into body compositions, we look into nutrition, we look into uh, sleep, uh, using a holistic approach in order to achieve, uh, let's say, uh, the best and, and, and um, health transformations uh, in the shortest time frames possible, but also uh, on a way which is sustainable. No, I think it was just our answer to the market. We saw that there is a market need for executives, uh, basically to take care of them, take care about, uh, let's say, their performance, take care about their uh, mental health, especially with the COVID uh, era, no? and 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 so on. We adjusted our model in order to be able uh, to serve this unique, uh, let's say, uh, niche of uh, clientele. No? So now, why I apply uh, athletic methodology? on um, on executives is to me uh, similar to athletes executives are high achievers I call them brain athletes an athlete uh, has of course is using his brain for the skills but also the muscles the body the the, the, the physical strength and, and, and performance and for me um, executives are brain athletes so they should be uh, ready to peak in a meeting and taking the decision in, in meeting the deadlines and so on and so forth. So they have a tight schedule uh, with tough deadlines or goals to achieve. They find often themselves in situations in which they have to exceed their past achievements, for example. That's very uh, common to, to athletes. No? Uh, they are disciplined and will to do everything to commit once convinced and the trust is established with the, with the client also, every small mistake can cause them uh, and their companies a lot. So that's exactly how athletes live. No? So, um, and also, on the other hand, uh, every small improvement will show results uh, in their performance. Hence, the individualization is key. So coaching an athlete is an art of individualization. So understanding the weak links and then individualize everything as a holistic approach uh, in order to help them achieve their results, say exactly for me, is the same with uh, executives. Hmm. So I guess with both executives and athletes, there's a similar trajectory and there's a similar mindset as well. And that's why this same principles sort of apply to both uh, people, I suppose. Correct. And Correct. I, from what I understand, your program is based on what you call the three pillar principles. So I think let's go through that. Now, mm -hmm. the first one is something I think we tend to uh, neglect, <laughs> I would say, yeah. especially in the working world. Um, and it is sleep and stress management. Mm -hmm. uh, I love that you start with that. Uh, tell me more about that. Okay, so first pillar is recovery, which includes uh, sleep and stress management. And for me, that's the foundation of uh, health. So basically, as an athlete, if you uh, don't sleep properly, then there is no need to train really, because uh, training is, is, is a cortisol releaser. We need the, re the cortisol in order to have the energy and so on and so forth. And however, it can be also work against us if sleep, for example, is compromised. Then, um, yeah, so again, it's, it's the foundation for any kind of performance, whether physical or mental. Then hand in hand, it goes with... Uh, stress management. In, in terms of stress management, I like to educate my clients to be aware about the main stresses in their lifestyle, in their social field, and so on and so forth. We, very often we have a necessary stress, like an executive has, for example, deadlines and this and that, but we have also unnecessary stress and we are not aware really so often about those uh, sources of stress. So I make the, my clients aware about those sources and teach them how they can eliminate or they can put themselves in a situation which is much stronger. 
speaking about sleep and stress, so I would like to actually delve a little bit more into those topics. So first comes to sleep, obviously, you know, um, there has been a phenomenon that has been named as revenge bedtime procrastination, right? Which is this thing where you put off sleeping because you feel, you know, when you get back home at the end of a long work day, you want to blow off steam and relax. But a lot of people end up pushing their bedtime later so they have more time to relax. But then obviously that affects their sleep, which affects their work day and so on and so Correct. forth. The cycle continues. What is your response to this phenomenon? You know, how can we uh, go about um, hopefully easing that out of our lives? <sighs> Uh, in my book, I, I use science, uh, scientific research, the latest scientific research in the first uh, part of the book, about which is about sleep, in order to make people aware about the how uh, good sleep uh, can impact their lives in terms of performance, in terms of happiness, in terms of health pr primarily, uh, but also how bad sleep can be detrimental to health and performance. So I try to motivate the reader to basically really take sleep seriously. Uh, my approach here, so the book is full of techniques, how we can prepare for sleep and preparation for sleep starts with waking up. You know? So uh, start with the uh, caffeine consumption, start with uh, how much liquids and when to distribute water uh, consumption to, uh, throughout the day. It starts also looking to uh, nutrition, look, looking to things like natural supplements. We are all deficient in magnesium. So, and then we are all overstressed. We are basically having uh, uh very often uh, high stress load. And then it's very tough for us after this race or war during the day to shut down. And then uh, uh, that's why, so we tend to, to towards uh, uh, some tools to, to shoot dopamine even more, uh, screens and this and that and so on and so forth. So my, my advice here is really to look into, uh, start doing the steps of uh, preparing for better sleep, and then you will see well, once sleep is established uh, in a right window with a right depth, uh, it's it's a good quality, rejuvenating uh, sleep. And then let's say early uh, wake up pattern is has been established. Uh, the, the happiness is different. So the um, the health benefits, the the, the happiness, the the, the mental uh, health, the uh, the feeling overall, the hormonal profile, the the neurotransmitter profile, the drive, and so on and so forth. If combined with the right nutrition, we see, uh, for example, people are happier, they have more energy during the day, they don't need caffeine after 12, midday, and so on and so forth. It's like there are many steps in order to uh, establish, uh, let's say, uh, sleep. But once it's established, I don't think uh, there is really a need after work in order to to consume more displays or procrastinate from, from from sleep. You would be happy with your results. You would be happy with uh, your uh, accomplishment throughout the day. And then uh, dimming the light, preparing for sleep, uh, reading a book rather than uh, uh, than out of a display or TV. It's, it's just a different lifestyle. All right. Well, it's time for a short break for some messages. But after that, I will continue speaking to Riyad Hisham, founder of Peak Human Performance, about how he has his approach to coaching executives like athletes. That is all coming up shortly on Raise Your Game on BFM 89.9. Best for money. BFM 89.9.
listening to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong and I have Riyad Hashem, founder of Peak Human Performance on the line. Today we're talking about the three pillar principle, which is his approach to coaching executives like athletes. Before the break, we talked about sleep as one of the most important factors for executives to consider. And now we're going to talk about the second pillar that Riyad champions, which is nutrition. Uh, very often we say we are what we eat, but the right uh, description is we are what we absorb because we don't absorb everything we, uh, we eat. So um, here I like again to apply uh, a preventive approach. So my goal with with nutrition would be uh, primarily to achieve better health, better blood work, better better um, results in terms of, let's say, a hormone profile, a neurotransmitter profile, uh, uh, lower inflammation markers, uh, better energy levels, better gut health, which reflects in better cognitive function, and so on and so forth. So here we work hand in hand with uh, um, medical doctors. Uh, in order to uh, track those uh, health parameters using nutrition, using uh, uh, natural supplements. We are all deficient in things like zinc, magnesium, omega-3s. Our brains is 66% omega-3s. So if we ask ourselves how many, how much of omega-3s on a weekly basis we are getting in ratio with omega-6 and 9s, we will see uh, it's very, it's extremely low. So, and then we are sitting there in meetings and expecting our brains to function properly. It, it doesn't work that way. So hence, uh, nutrition is the second pillar. Uh, where we uh, start cleaning up the diet. Very often we are over-consuming carbohydrates, for example. So again, comes back to individualization in, uh, in the nutrition. I see. Very interesting. And yeah, you know, I think that definitely, uh, again, going back to your point about how uh, coaching involves really specializing and personalizing these programs to the individual, right? You know, when it comes to nutrition, there's not really a one-size-fits-all solution for everyone as well. And that's something that I think that we forget. You know, um, there are a lot of people who, you know, they say, okay, if you just cut out all these things and just eat salads for the rest of your life, you'll be fine. But that might not necessarily even be the case, right? Absolutely not. So to, I mean, to take a look at that and to actually think about, look, what am I actually putting into my body? What is the fuel that I'm running on? Is it actually serving me? You're not going to put diesel into a car that can can't take diesel, right? So, Correct. you know, I think that's that's the element there, and that feels fairly straightforward. Um, so now, talk to me about that third pillar. Right, uh, that's where then the action happens. Now. So that's the resistance training, and I believe in resistance training. Of course, it depends now on the level of the of the of the, of the client. If the client has never done any sports in his life and so on or her life, so we go step by step. I see myself as like a bus driver. I pick up the people where they are, and then we just start doing the steps. It's uh, really uh, independent on age, training age. I have, for example, just last week, someone uh, joining me from New York. Um, and he's 62. He lost in his last uh, six months about nine kg, mainly muscle mass. No? So uh, that's something which we call uh, sarcopenia, so muscle loss. No? And uh, he was very weak. He could not even stand properly, uh, walking very, very difficultly. And then also uh, brain function, very, very limited. And then again, it's about individualization also of the resistance training, of the training, step by step. So I always tell my clients, uh, you will not see really the the change or the, let's say, the progression on a day-to-day basis. But 
once you ups, uh, you have done with us uh, like three weeks, two and a half weeks, three and a half weeks, and you look back where you were, and then uh, the weights you were using, uh, the, the brain function, uh, overall happiness, and so on and so forth, they see a huge uh, difference. And so again, for Pillar 3, um, I have, let's say, a little bit more developed my style of training, uh, which is for sure very influenced by the way Charles Poliquin used to uh, teach it, uh, athletes. Yeah, but many other mentors of mine I, I, I used to learn or still learn from them. Uh, we do a screening. We look into things like posture to structural balance between right and left, for example, for people who are doing an asymmetric sport, uh, badminton or tennis or golf. No? Uh, these are sports which would create imbalances in the body. And then it's just a matter of time uh, where those imbalances lead then to pain in movement and so on, limitations and so on and so forth. So we look into thing, things like that with an in a initial screening um, and then individualize the resistance training. Uh, again, uh, I, I highlight resistance training because I believe that's to be the king among all physical uh, exercises. Uh, again, if someone is uh, sedentary, has not been training for so long time, we might just end up uh, start walking, swimming and so on and so forth, step by step. But the ultimate goal is to get people to lifting weight, to lifting, to handling resistance, because only this has an amazing uh, impact on everything on, on for example, it, uh, when we move uh, higher resistance, uh, it creates growth hormones, it has an impact on a hormonal profile, it creates um, uh, growth hormones, which uh, have an impact directly on, for example, things like neurogenesis, creation of no, uh, new uh, uh, brain cells, on bone density, on uh, overall rejuvenation. And basically, it's, for me, the mix of three pillar principle is the best uh, anti-aging uh, or also uh, performance tool out there. All right. So the three pillar principle, you have sleep, stress management, you've got nutrition and you've got the physical aspect, the resistance training. How does all of that contribute to I'm going to do much better at work? I'm going to be a better boss. I'm going to be a better leader. I'm going to be a better executive. Great, great question. So now, now you are getting us back to uh, on track with uh, with that question. Uh, being, uh, let's say, having uh, better sleep, uh, being aware or reducing, let's say, uh, the stress, being in control of the stress uh, we have, and especially the unnecessary stress. Uh, on the other hand, on pillar two, having uh, better blood work means better health, <clears throat> means also better uh, mental health, better brain function. No? So establishing a neurotransmitter profile by uh, training and the other pillars. Um, we are our neurotransmitters. Our neurotransmitters, for example, things like dopamine, acetylcholine, GABA on, on, on uh, serotonin, dictate basically our drive, our creativity, our willingness to do things. Uh, that's dopamine, uh, the, the brain drive. We have acetylcholine, which is the uh, how fast our brain acts, uh, how fast our thoughts are, the, the processing time uh, uh, of, of thoughts and information. We have GABA, which is the organizer, uh, which is the calmer, 
uh, even in stressful situations. And we have the serotonin, which is the uh, responsible basically for overall happiness, uh, being positive, making jokes, and so on and so forth. And I believe all of those uh, uh, neurotransmitters balance will reflect uh, on our day-to-day business, uh, basically in the in the office. Uh, people will be positive, will be creative, will be passionate about what they do, and uh, it's overall positive situation. Then you will have, for example, again, uh, sleep. When sleep is right, uh, people tend toward um, seeing stressful situations as less stressful or uh, they would not respond to stressful situations as they would be if they would have, for example, less uh, sleep and so on and so forth. Uh, For example, resistance training uh, elevates uh, self-confidence. And that's what we need in terms of the office, in terms of uh, decision making and uh, presenting uh, new projects or new ideas and so on and so forth. I believe all of this, the three pillar principle uh, done right, we would overall be uh, happy and uh, having higher energy levels throughout the day and uh, creative. And that's exactly what we want as an executive or someone working in uh, with higher responsibilities. No. So essentially, you know, with all of that in mind, you're sort of sharpening your body as a tool really to help push forward, to help get those neurotransmitters all balanced. And that will affect your performance at work and in life. And hopefully in general, you can become a a healthier and happier person uh, as well, I believe. Absolutely. That's the trick. I mean, it's, it's as simple as it is. No? So it's, it's taking care about neurotransmitter profile, about hormonal profile. We are our neurotransmitters and our hormonal profile. No? So we will act uh, depending on how we are. So uh, what I do with my ex- uh, my executives, an interesting thing, is uh, personality assessment. We go through personality assessment based on neurotransmitter profiles. So once we identify the nature of the person, once we uh, tell them what they are, and they know and they understand their weaknesses, they understand their strength, uh, then they know how they uh, they lead. And then also another part of this uh, assessment is the identification of deficiencies. So if we are, for example, dopamine-driven person, that's normally the leader, no? so it's dopamine-driven, uh, no? uh, and we are not taking care about sleep, uh, for example, nutrition is, is, is not good, um, not exercising and so on and so forth, then we might, uh, we might use dopamine too quick or deplete it, uh, or also with the malnutrition, not being able to provide the predecessors for the, the molecule, chemical molecule uh, dopamine. So we are not in balance in dopamine. And then uh, a person who is not in balance or lacking dopamine would act, for example, um, aggressively, would has no passions to talk to, client, uh, to clients or other individuals and so on and so forth. So again, it comes all back to our physiology uh, and, and, and neurotransmitters. That's our drive. That's our how we act and, 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 and on a day-to-day uh, basis. Brilliant. Well, that brings us to the end of our conversation. But thank you very much to Riyad for sharing uh, his theory on how to coach executives like athletes with a three-pillar principle. Most welcome. Thank you. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. I'm Christine Wong. I've been speaking to Riyad Hashem, founder of Peak Human Performance. If you've missed any of today's conversation, you can, of course, go and download the BFM app. It's available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. And you can also find the podcast on bfm.my as well. This is BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9. 
the business station. For more stories of the same kind, download the VFM app.